March is here, and it would be madness to miss the awesome, cozy winter weekend special at the Boardwalk Plaza Hotel in Rehoboth Beach. Enjoy a two-night stay, room service dessert, and more. Experience the serenity of the winter ocean from the warmth of your oceanfront suite. You don't have to go far away to get away from it all. Visit BoardwalkPlaza.com and book your winter getaway today. And let's not forget amazing dining at Victoria's Restaurant. Open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner seven days a week, all year long. Reservations are not necessary, but always welcome. Call 800-33-BEACH or reserve at opentable.com. Thanks to the Boardwalk Plaza for being the Bridge Podcast Network sponsor. Some of my favorite conversations have happened over the rims of mugs. I'm Denise Harper, co-host of The Morning Show with Bill and Denise and program director for The Bridge. There's something special about sitting across the table from a friend, whether we've known them forever or for just a minute with a good cup of coffee and an open heart. And hopefully today's conversation will inspire and encourage you. Today I get to talk with one of my dearest friends. She is Pastor Bridget Noller, and the first time I met Bridget, she was coming into the radio station to tell about a backpack outreach that she was promoting. I think relatively new to the area, you had moved from New Jersey. Yes. And the very first time we met, our hearts just clicked and just really started beating in sync with each other. We went to coffee, went to have coffee together, which of course is one of my love languages. <laughs> and too. and yours too. <laughs> and uh, it it launched from there and um wow, what uh, an incredible story God has woven through your life, Bridget. And I it's it's not often that you um that you find that someone is a pastor, a cafe owner, a barista, uh, all wrapped up into one. But I wanted to have you just kind of share some of your story. Uh, God is moving. He's always at work in our lives. Yes. And what an amazing thing that He has done in and through you. And so, I wondered if you would just tell us a little bit about Bridget Noller. Uh, you came, you were born in New Jersey? Yes. Okay. I was born and raised in New Jersey. And and then we moved here in 2008 um, to take care of my mama. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, we just recently lost her two years ago. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the Lord has done a, a, a great big work. My husband, John, and I, um, we moved in, which we had like 20 years of ministry prior to that in New Jersey. So I was always a... Um, a street minister, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I dealt with a lot of addictions and homelessness and, you know, whatever it was, whether it was prostitution, whatever it was, the mm-hmm. Lord has always opened up my heart for, um, as He would call it, I'm going to show you my my treasures. When the world calls them trash, they're really my treasures. So, mm-hmm. we kind of just ran with that. John and I were part of the CMA, the uh, Christian Motorcycle Association, for a very long time. So, we, yes, we ride motorcycles. <laughs> yes, I ride my own motorcycle. I love it. Now, people get crazy. They're like, what, you ride? Yeah, no, no, Bridget rides. Mm-hmm. I will not ride on the back of with my husband. I'm sorry, you can call that a control issue, but I like to ride my own. So um, we did that for a very long time, and we really um, 
were we were used greatly there, you know, to minister to the gangs in the local areas and, you know, just to go in and serve. But we also watched the greatest men drop to, you know, the greatest men mm -hmm. that they thought they were drop yeah. to their knees to Jesus, for Jesus as well. Mm -hmm. And then you saw the greatest man come out. Amen. So yes. it was very fulfilling. There hasn't been an area that John and I were not touched in, you know, and we raised our children and uh, we moved over here. And like I said, in 2008, we visited many churches around here and uh, so so fell in love with the the beautiness that that Delaware beholds because it's yeah. a family oriented place. I just didn't realize um you know, coming from a small state itself, Jersey's very small, but mm -hmm. it's very uh large in people. Mm -hmm. Um Delaware was the absolute opposite. Yeah. It was the smallest thing I've ever seen and the vast, the wideness I've ever witnessed in, in a very small state. So mm -hmm. it doesn't matter where you went, you just saw acres and acres and acres and acres. Anyways, so when saying <laughs> that, I was like, Lord, what in the world are you doing? Why did you have me here? Blah, 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 blah. But, mm -hmm. you know, ultimately was to help and um, love on my mom for uh, the next 10 years before mm -hmm. she went on into glory. Um, and in saying that, you know, John and I have done many different things. We're a part of many different things. And when you and I had met is when the Lord started saying to me, I need you to take what you learned from New Jersey and bring it to Delaware. And that's what we did. Mm. So we would host these huge events and um, uh, we got the state of Delaware to come with us a long time ago and kids were being fostered out and we were getting Christmas for the foster kids yeah. and uh, we were given backpacks and shoes and so everything that I learned in Jersey I just kind of brought here and infiltrated Delaware with. Yeah. The first so time it, I met you when you were talking about the, the backpack ministry this is just one example of how uh, the favor of God rests on yes. you because you started telling us about how you were getting the uniform polo shirts yes. given to you and yes. tennis shoes. I think were they some Nike, Nike Puma. Yeah, yeah. We had Ann Klein jackets. <laughs> Look, when we were we were styling and profiling. We really were. But you know, once again, yeah. you 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 nailed it. It was like the Lord has really given me favor with large companies. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. and um, I was able to tap into that. You know, my aunt Shirley, she was great, um, an asset to me because she has done that for a very long time mm -hmm. too. She lives out in Florida. So she kind of like, you know, eased me into it and showed me the ropes, if you will. But um, in New Jersey, we we kind of pulled all of that there, too. So mm -hmm. I was very evangelistic in, in, in that. Um, I love people. I just, mm -hmm. I, I love, I love people. I truly love them. And um, good, bad, and different, it doesn't matter. I just, I just love them. I feel like there's always an opportunity to speak to somebody on some level, somehow. And I feel like, um, in, in, in saying all of that, the Father's always used me outside the scope of what a normal pastor, if you will, my husband and I, we pastor over. Mm -hmm. um, I feel more like it's an apostolic thing that we just kind of build something and move on, you know. And uh -huh. um, in saying that, I feel like uh, it gives opportunity for, for the other ones that don't seem that they're touchable to be touched. So, in saying that... When uh, we moved here, I told you it was to take care of my mama, and we kind of went to a couple different churches. And then when the father called us out, we started having these um, large events mm -hmm. and um, caring for four, six hundred kids, backpacks full, fully dressed them, and and the Lord just provide with you know all their needs at that time, you know. And there was one particular one that we're talking about this particular event that there was this young man and. 
And he walked up, and he didn't know that we had different size shoes. So he walked up, and I said to him, what size are you? And as he's looking down, it was like a size 8. He said, this size. So I let him put it on. I said, here, come on, try it on, because I knew it was off. Like, I'm mm-hmm. just thinking, this, this isn't right. And this young man proceeded to squish his big old foot in the size 8. And my eyes just filled up with tears. And I'm like, isn't that just like all of us? We wind up fitting into this different mold because this is where we're thinking we're supposed to do. And this young boy, and I said, oh, honey, these don't fit you. And I said, let's take these off. And he cried. He cried. He wanted Mm -hmm. these sneakers so bad. I said, no, 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 I've got more. I've got more. Come with me. And we kind of sat him down and went through all the sizes. And he wanted up being a size 12. So we wanted to get a size 12 (laughs) and putting it on this young man's foot. But And I said all this to say this because at the end when he realized that he didn't have to fit into that, that there was something that was going to be for him, mm-hmm. you know, he jumped up and he, I just cried. Like, mm-hmm. you, you can't help but be touched, you know. Yeah. And I just cried my eyeballs out because here's this young man thinking if he didn't fit in a size eight, he wasn't going home with something, mm-hmm. you know. And wow. isn't that what we do? We do. If we think that this is what we've got to have, but God's yeah. always got something greater for us to walk in. And I feel like that uh, enables me. So everything about me is going to be something, not that I'm greater than somebody else, but greater for him to work through me in those areas of not being traditional. Yeah. I'm very non-traditional in everything that we do, you know, and I feel like I have to be because everybody's got their little niche, you know, and this just happens to be mine and my husband's mm-hmm. where we go on and, you know, I call it Operation Sneaky Love because, you know, <laughs> they don't know what they're doing or what they're coming in for, but, you know, God does. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Over the Rims of Mugs, made possible by Iconic Sparkle. Get fun and fashionable accessories such as necklaces, earrings, and bracelets that can go with any outfit for any occasion for just $5. Owner Mandy Heinz desires to change the world through her accessories and what it allows her to offer. Fashion accessory advice, boosting confidence, and training those who want to start their own business. Learn more at IconicSparkle.com or on their app. So in saying that, you introduced me, you know, barista, coffee shop. Yeah, we do that. Mm-hmm. We have that. I have the, I have the Well Coffee House downtown, and, mm-hmm. and um, we just love on our community. We build community. That was birthed because, you know, as you know, you've been my friend for a very long mm-hmm. time. Some very intimate things had happened, and um, we lost our son to an overdose, Mm-hmm. And uh, that was something to walk through, you know. You you wind up walking through life and one blow after another blow after mm-hmm. another blow. But, you know, the, the death of my son, um, it did something to me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I was on for the fight of my life for the next three years. I knew how to minister. I knew how to run my mouth. These are things that are just like a natural thing, you know? And you kind of do those things because, you know, God knows what it's going to take to keep your head above that water so you don't drown and your knees, you know, strengthened. Mm -hmm. And, um, but through the process of uh, putting Timmy to rest, and I say that literally because we didn't get to do that. 
um, Timmy died in a totally different state, and we had to fight to get him. And there was a lot of other things that went on that we really don't need to get into. Mm-hmm. But in the process of laying him to to rest was the beauty in all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, it was working with the father one on one, but more so, you know. Unless a seed falls into a ground and dies, it cannot bear fruit. And I believe that Timmy's life was the fruit bearing within my life to be that avenue for John and I to be able to open up and say, I see you. Mm. I see you. But in the beginning, I said, you know, the Lord said to me, what the world considers trash, I'm going to show you that they're my treasures. And I now see what he said about that. We're able to minister there. So we do a lot. We have a lot of fun because I get to love on a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. You know, it I, comes very naturally for you, too. <laughs> it really does. It really does. It's just, you know, hey, I think we're all in this together, you know, mm-hmm. and the more transparent you are, the greater amount of people you could really help. And it's not just my life. I know there's many people who have suffered this way. And I feel like God has given us another platform yet to talk to mamas and papas, yeah. you know, yeah. because it's not very transparent. Yeah, People like to hide this, and I'm not a hider. I'm like, here's my life, good, bad, mm-hmm. ugly. Here I am. But I know I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a special treasure in the, in the hands of a loving Father, mm-hmm. you know? Amen. And that's what our job is to do, you know, is just to reconcile those hearts that are lost out there and show them that they're not really lost. They just need to turn around. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Father waiting for them. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Addiction has impacted so many families. And I know that there's a special place in your heart that God is working with you to share about how do you go on when your mamahood has been so wrapped up in raising a child into an adult, and somewhere along the way, that child is no longer in your life or, you know, is struggling still maybe with addiction. Mm -hmm. And so... Speak to the person who's listening right now that is struggling in that area. There's hope. There's always hope for the one for the addiction and for the mama and the papa that are watching on the sidelines. What I learned through all of that was I had to be able to separate the addiction from my son. My son wasn't the addiction. It was the spirit of addiction that was on my son. My son was my son, but the spirit of addiction is absolutely separate from who he is. Mm -hmm. And if I can give any hope to any mom and papa out there is to see your child as you see them. Mm -hmm. Don't allow the addiction to override what you know about your child. Mm -hmm. I think one of the greatest things that the father enabled me to do throughout this whole process was always be in communication with my boy. I was always in communication with him. Even when I was angry and upset and screaming and didn't know what to do, God made a way for me to stay in that communication. He would just speak to me, hey, look, 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 do you remember this? Do you remember that? And I would get so excited on the inside that even when I saw my son at his worst, I can still see him as the gift that the Father gave him to me as. Mm -hmm. You understand? So, in saying that, I never associated the two together. Mm. When I talked about my son, it was about my son. I kept the the, the addiction separate Mm -hmm. because it wasn't who he was. It's something he did, but it wasn't who he was. And I feel like that is huge. And if I can say this to you, Mama, if I can say to you, Papa, 
God knows the reasons behind the heart. And if that could give you comfort, I pray it does. Because we judge the outside, but God knows the heart behind the action. Mm -hmm. And that's where I want you to rest at, Mama. That's where I want you to rest at, Papa. That the Father knows exactly what it's going to take to turn things around. Or like in my case, He brought Timmy home. Mm -hmm. He brought Timmy home. Yeah. And that is... Is beautiful. There's pain in that, but there's also joy, joy in that in that journey um, that you've been through. In that, yeah, because I believe that the hardest thing in all of this is to, you know, watch your child go through something. But on a grander scale, if we can think about what the father's got to see, you know, he knows the end from the beginning, right? Right. So he knows it all. So the thing of it is, is like resting in the fact that you know what. Papa, you got him, and yeah. I know he has him. Yeah. I've got beautiful dreams, and the Lord shows them to me. Yeah. So I love the fact that I can rest now. I remember sitting on the couch, specifically three days after I got that phone call, that literally, mm-hmm. I, I can't even put words to it. And I remember sitting there drinking coffee, and I remember just crying out, just saying, God. 29 years. I only got 29 years. And the Father is so beautifully reminding me that how blessed I was to have 29 years because there's a lot of people that don't even get that. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, thank you for that. So wherever I put just, it took away his gift and who he was. So I can't just put, he got just 29 years. I started taking that and thanking God for 29 years. Right. And it changed my whole perspective, the way that I saw things. Because mm-hmm. in that moment, you think, God, I don't know. But we don't even know what he spared me from. Mm-hmm. And that's True. honestly the truth. Yeah. You know, serving God in ways, and you know, you raise them up. You look at them. You know, he was a young man when he when when he got broken, mm-hmm. and it's hard when you know your child's broken and you can't fix them. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest struggle because mommy always kissed the boo boos away, right? Right. And right. mommy can't kiss this boo boo away. Mm-hmm. I really wish it could have, but it couldn't. So Timmy had to walk a walk. Yeah. And I had to walk alongside him the whole time, <laughs> letting him know that Mama loves him. So the morning I got that phone call was a Wednesday. And we backed that up to a Monday. That Monday, I was on the phone with my son, and I said to him, I'm going to get really uh, transparent right now with you guys. Back that up, and the phone call on Monday was, you know, Timmy crying, and, and I said, baby, Mommy's going to come get you. Let me just get through this Easter week. I've got Good Friday service to do, and we've got Easter Sunday, and then I'm going to come out and get you. And he said, okay, Mom. He was so excited. Mommy was coming to get him. And then Wednesday morning, I got the phone call. Mm. Two days later, that he was gone. And I remember crying out. And in, in a state of, 
I don't even know. It was like my bowels just could not scream loud enough. Mm -hmm. There was like a void and an emptiness. But I knew something happened the night before because I kept calling and he didn't answer. He did not answer me. And I remember looking at my husband saying, something's terribly wrong. So I can, I can be honest and transparent that when the phone call came through, it's not that I was shocked, but I was shocked. Right. I, I don't know how else to describe it, but in saying that, I remember crying out and crying out and crying out. The hardest part, I think, for me was... Um, I would cry out to the Father, and I would say, I chose your children over mine. I knew I should have went and got him, and I didn't. And that tore me up in ways that are spilling out in the book right now. I'm in, I'm, I'm in the midst of writing a book about it. Um, but in saying that, it took me a long time to overcome that, and it wasn't but... I don't know, maybe not even a year ago now, not yet, I don't believe, that when I cried out to the Father again concerning that, and I think I called you immediately, my yeah, friend, you did. Um, and I said, but God, I told Him I was coming, and I didn't show up. And then He lovingly said to me, you gave Him the hope until I arrived. Mm. So Timmy knew mommy loved him. Mm -hmm. See, that was the whole thing about keeping that connection. You know, I wanted to keep that connection with my yeah. boy. Yeah. That he always knew he was loved, and I felt like I failed him as a mom. You know, and you're looking at him, you want to point a finger. You really do. You want to point fingers. Mm -hmm. But the truth of the matter is, he's in a much better place. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of a little jelly now, you know? <laughs> I can't wait yeah. for my reunion. Yeah. When I get to lay my eyes on my son again, mm -hmm. you know, I get glimpses because I get dreams, you know, and hold. but like mm -hmm. healed, hold, you get to see that, you yeah. know, the father, he shows me these beautiful, beautiful dreams. And every day I wake up with this enthusiastic thing going, I wonder what Timmy's being taught now. I wonder <laughs> what Timmy's saying now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. because we think we know it all and we, we really don't. Right. So I just let my imagination do what it needs to do to run my soul through every corner and, and, and every avenue so it can walk in peace mm -hmm. and it can walk in joy because there's much more to our life than what we're seeing. And we won't find it in anything other than in God. Than in God. So I'm like, Lord, go ahead. Talk to me today. <laughs> Tell me what you guys are up to because it's 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 empowering. Mm. The, that's the best word I can use is it, it empowers you. And, you know, we always know ultimately, you know, what we can't do for our children because we're mom, because we're dad. Oh, you yeah. have to love me. No, honey, I don't have to love you. I love you. Yeah. Like, I just love you. To where we can then turn and take that pain and turn it to the ones that I'm not so close with. Mm -hmm. That when I speak to them, they believe me. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. And that's the empowerment that this has now worked in our lives. We become that bridge. I feel like everyone needs that truth in their life. In some level, Timmy knew you know, mommy loved him. It wasn't that I had to. Mm -hmm. I know that. Um, but it's sad when you're looking at the very person 
that you love so much and they can't see in them what you see in them. Mm -hmm. And I know that that's what mamas and papas are struggling even with right now. Those that are in the midst of it and even those of you where your child has passed on, I pray a total healing for you. Mm -hmm. I pray that you could come to peace knowing that it was nothing that you did or didn't do. Mm. You understand? It's about the power of God right now, Mm -hmm. being able to infuse your life and to be able to use every bit of your story for His glory because there's a whole harvest out there and we need to be ready, whole and healed for them Mm -hmm. to be that comforting place. So God, ultimately, Timmy has passed and uh, passed on into glory. I have an elder son and his name is John, but God has added so many sons to me right now. Like I've got sons everywhere. They're just like all running around and they're all calling me mama. And in one way or another, I see Timmy in them. I just see him in, 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 in little pieces, not yeah. that they look like him, but the same cry that would come out of his heart. And now I know how to answer it. You know, yeah. these are the things that you get to learn and grow through because that's what the whole process is about. Mm-hmm. It's about opening up and being an influence. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of the word prosperity, and people often think it has to do with money. But when you really look at the word prosperity, mm-hmm. it means this, the ability to change the course of someone's life. You can't be any richer than that. And I feel like that's what the whole word means to me is now I get to be a vessel for the Father to use to change the course mm-hmm. of another's life mm-hmm. because of my experience. So, Timmy's life speaks a much better word right now. Yeah. Yes. You know, it speaks a much louder word, and it speaks of love and forgiveness and mercy and grace in ways that it didn't do when he walked on the earth. Mm. Because God never wastes anything. Anything. <laughs> how true. Oh, how true. And He can take the worst messes of our lives yes. and turn them into a message yes. for others to know God more. Yes. Mm. And that's what it's about. Yeah. You know, I was um, sharing with you the other day when I was baptized— I got baptized to Psalms 116, and that's a little funny story in itself, but we're not going to go there. But I would like to read it. Can I read it? Yeah, absolutely. Now, this is going to be in the Passion Translation, okay? okay? But Psalms 116, and I understand what the fullness of this is when the Father just gave it back to me the other day. So it says, verse 1, I am passionately in love with God because He listens to me. He hears my prayers and He answers them. As long as I live, I'll keep praying to Him, for He stoops down to listen to my heart's cry. Death once stared me in the face, and I was close to slipping into His dark shadows. I was terrified and overcame with sorrow. I cried out to the Lord God, come save me. He was kind, so gracious to me. Because his passion towards me, he made everything right and he restored me. So I've learned from my experience that God protects the vulnerable. For I was broken and brought low, but he answered me and he came to my rescue. Now I can say to myself and to all, relax and rest. Mm. Be confident and, and serene, for the Lord rewards those who fully 
fully those who simply trust in Him. God has rescued my soul from death's fear, and He's dried my eyes of many tears. Mm -hmm. He kept my feet firmly planted on this path, and He strengthened me so that I may please Him and walk before Yahweh in the fields of this life. Even when it seems I'm surrounded by many liars and even my own fears, and though I'm hurting and suffering and trauma, I still stay faithful to God, and I speak the words of faith. So now, what could I ever give back to God to repay Him for the blessing He's poured out on me? I will lift up this cup of salvation, and I will praise Him extravagantly for all that He has done for me. I will fulfill the promise that I made to God in the presence of His gathered people. When one of God's holy lovers dies. It is costly to the Lord, touching his very heart. Lord, because I am your loving servant, you have broken open my life and you have freed me from my chains. Now I will worship you passionately and I will bring to you the sacrifice of praise drenched in thanksgiving. And I will keep my promise to you, God, in the presence of your gathered people, just like I said I would. Wow, what an incredible portion of scripture. Yes. So that was something, that was a part of God's word that you were holding close to your heart. Yes. When you were first baptized. Yes. After you were saved. Something happened recently and God brought that back to you. Yes. Share about that. Well, it wasn't too long ago when I was crying out to the Lord and just asking him, What do you want? Like, seriously, what do you want, God? I can go so many different directions, but I want to know what you want. And he gave me Psalms 116 and 9. <laughs> it was just about taking up that cup. Mm. And I thought, oh my goodness. I went ahead and read all of 116 again. And now this isn't a Passion Translation, so prior to that was not the Passion Translation. Mm -hmm. We all know they're all different versions. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. in saying that, um, I went ahead and read it again, and I just broke out in tears. Mm -hmm. And all I heard is the Father say, just love me. Just love me. And I remember when, when He spoke my, to my heart. It pierced my heart that day that when I went to my pastor, he said, well, we're going to use this scripture. And I said, no, 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 no. God gave me this scripture to do the baptism with. Mm -hmm. And he read it and he was like, oh my goodness, okay. you know." And he said, God gave it to you. And I said, yeah, He gave this to me. So it was the first time that I heard the Father in my spirit, mm -hmm. give me such a mighty, fulfilling word, you know, taking up that cup of salvation in the presence of His people. What do you give back? This is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So, to the other day when I was crying out, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Because there's like so many different ways to yeah. go right now. Yeah. And you're at that crossroad and you're like, what direction do you want me to go, Lord? Like, what do you, I know what I would want, but what do you want? And that's when he gave that back to me. And when I read all of it in 116, I busted out crying, mm. thinking, God, I'm just going to do that. 
I'm just going to set my heart on you right now, and I'm just going to love you. Mm. I'm just going to love you. That's all you're requiring of me. It's just to love you. Mm. I'm laying all that other stuff down, and I'm just going to fix my gaze on you. I'm going to lift up this cup of salvation in the presence of the gathering of your people, Mm -hmm. and I'm just going to tell them of all the wondrous works that you have done. But it's a fulfillment, too. Because as I read that Passion Translation, it spoke of every area of my life. Mm -hmm. It spoke of, you know, when I looked at death in the face, and I did. Mm -hmm. In 97, I flipped over a bridge, and I should have been gone, but God. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about Timmy. It's about me. It's about Mm -hmm. all those different things. And I can just go back now and look Mm -hmm. and say, Oh, you were there. Oh, you were there. Oh, you were there. And when I read this in the Passion Translation, it just did me in. Mm -hmm. And I was like, God, you are so, so, so kind. Mm -hmm. So kind. So if I can encourage anybody out there, if you're going through something similar and you really don't know what to do, just love them. Just throw everything to the side and love them on the Father, and He's just going to have it all, all your directions laid out in front of you. Those distractions, they have to settle, Mm. because the main goal is just the main goal. I believe that we've got two things to do in life. Our purpose in life is to understand how greatly we're loved. That's our greatest purpose in life. I can save a lot of people a lot of money with some therapists, (laughs) I'm just saying, because we get it so mixed up. Yeah, we were created to be loved and to love. Mm-hmm. There's the two things. Yeah, love. Let yourself be loved. You know, we say, "Oh, we love God," but do you really let Him love on you? Mm-hmm. Do you really let Him fulfill your soul? Do you really allow Him in those areas where people have clogged you up? Mm. You know, and don't you think that when we do that, we can love others better? Oh, so much better because you can't give out what you don't have. Yeah. I can't give out mercy if I haven't allowed the mercy of God to touch me. Mm-hmm. I can't give out forgiveness if I haven't allowed the Father to totally forgive me for the things that I've done. Mm-hmm. You can never give out what you don't have. I can never love somebody if you can't love yourself first. Yeah. Right? Amen. What does he say? Love the Father. Love, love God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. Right. Mm-hmm. Give it all over to Him. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's powerful. We're powerful people. If we would walk, not from an empty love tank in the morning, (laughs) but from a full tank of knowing that you are already loved. You don't have to work to get approval. You'll work from being approved already. It's a change. Mm. It gives you that change, that whole mind change. Mm -hmm. That you don't have to walk around wanting. You're already loved and accepted. That's so beautiful. How do you hear God? Oh, honey. How don't I not hear God? (laughs) So, (laughs) I see Him in butterflies. Like, I see Him in everything. Seriously. The Holy Spirit impressioning His Word on my heart. Speaking to me through Scripture. Because here's here's the truth, too. I told you I'm not a traditional person. Mm -hmm. I'm a relational person. And in saying that, God has become very, very real to me. Very real to me. So I don't, and I don't mean any disrespect here. The Lord taught me a long time ago, don't chase my word, work my word. Don't chase the word, work my word. What do you mean by that? 
Jesus is the Word and He's in us. So everything I have need of is already there. So I've just got to go inside and see Him so He can fulfill all in all within me. Amen? Mm -hmm. So in saying that, the Holy Spirit just, you know, He impressions it on your heart. He gives you beautiful dreams. I'm a dreamer. <laughs> I am a dreamer. In fact, you were in one of them. I told you about that. But <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah. He, and then do you, you write them down? Oh, my goodness. I've got so many poems, so many writings, and da -dun -da -dun, here we go. <laughs> I'm in the process right now of, of writing a book called um, Emmanuel's Love Shack. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, Emmanuel's Love Shack. And it is about my life and the deconstruction of what we think a house is compared to what the Father lays. Mm. You know, mm. we build many things, but no other foundation can be laid than that of Jesus Christ. Mm. And, you know, I, I think about the storms that come in our lives, you know, it's just the winds come, the waves come, right? Matthew 7, judge, let not be judged, and I'll liken you unto a wise man that built his house upon the rock, right? We can go mm -hmm. there, but it's the same storm. The difference is Jesus. Mm -hmm. The difference is Jesus. And the difference that makes you an overcomer, that makes you triumph, is Jesus. And when you allow the Word, the living Word that's in you, to be worked, honey, you're going to do His job very effectively. <laughs> he can't help it. He can't that's, help to do. That's all. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what He does. I couldn't help but think when you said Emmanuel's love shack that Emmanuel is God with us. Yeah. Well, this is what He said to me, my friend. I said, Lord, so remember in the beginning I was talking about laying Timmy to rest. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting there writing. I'm, I love the mountains. I'm a mountain mama. Mm -hmm. Okay. Jersey girl is a mountain mama. So anyways, <laughs> and I feel so at peace and at one with them. But when I was sitting there writing and, and you know, just scribbling and writing things down, mm -hmm. what did it look like to lay things to rest? So my story with Timmy was that he was in another state and not only did you lose your your son but you have to fight them to get him back mm -hmm. and that was a nightmare all in itself um and i don't need to go into that here however um the way the normal person gets to lay their child or their loved one to rest is that they get the viewing they get to see them and they you know they, mm -hmm. we didn't have that we we weren't afforded that so i had to do it spiritually mm -hmm. and spiritually um the father taught me how to do that step by step and the holy spirit told me one day uh, go get his picture and i went and i got a picture and the picture was when timmy was like he was great and strong and vibrant, and he taught me how to lay my son to rest. It was a beautiful gift. Mm -hmm. So I was able to rub his head and, and say, you know, you, you no longer have to think the wrong thoughts. Mm. And I rubbed across his ears on the photo and said, you no longer have to hear the lies of the enemy. And I rubbed my hand across his eyes, and you no longer have to see the evil in this world, Timmy rubbed it across his mouth and I said you no longer have to speak terrible lies over yourself to his arms you no longer have to put something in your arm anymore mm -hmm. to his belly your belly's full it's no longer empty and crying mm. to his legs you no longer have to run in the wrong direction mm -hmm. 
into his feet. They're filled with peace now. And that's how I got to lay my son to rest. What a beautiful gift that the father gave you to be able to release him. Yeah, and I was able to release him, you know. And sometimes I go back over it, you know, and, and yeah. just because, you know, your soul is healing. Yes. Your soul is healing. You know, I, I don't even know how to put to words, like I can't articulate right now because it's like a flood of things. So mm-hmm. I find great peace in writing. I am mm-hmm. a better writer than I am a speaker and everybody tells me I speak pretty good, but <laughs> I don't think do. I can do it as well as I can write. Mm-hmm. Writing to me has always been um, an area where the Lord is used to heal me. Mm-hmm. I'm a writer. I've written since I was a little kid. So it, I find peace in writing it down, making it plain. There's so much that you and I've been connected with on, mm-hmm. on so many different levels. And I know this this touches you as much as it yes. does me because you've been with me for yes. a long time and your faithfulness and your I, I thank you for being my friend and for loving me and for being the only one that can look in my eyes and knew something was wrong mm-hmm. I couldn't even look at you and you mm-hmm. cornered me I was so broken but I'm not anymore <laughs> And I'm crying, not tears of sadness, but please don't ignore those that are in your life. Mm. Yeah. As a pastor, as a leader in a community, I thought I had to look a certain way, and it made mm. it really hard. Yeah. Because there's a lot of a lot of talk. I remember crying out, going, "Where is it that I go? Nobody's talking about it." Most people don't even know what to say, right. let alone give some kind of support. Because in all honesty, you really don't even know what you need. Honestly, that's, that's you really true. you just don't know what you need. Yeah. Uh, look, I even I even said to myself, I, I'm not going to bring the food for the Bible study no more, because you had cornered me in a way that I've never been cornered, mm-hmm. and you did it out of love. Mm-hmm. You knew immediately that there was something yeah. because I couldn't look at you, and I didn't know how not to break in the middle of that moment in a room full of women. Mm -hmm. Because you're not supposed to. You have to hide it, you Mm -hmm. know? Don't we know how to mask things real well? And here's a leader in the community serving. You know, we had a big church in Georgetown. We, we, we We were busy just... You're busy serving. Busy serving. And you really needed to sit and be served. And be served. Mm-hmm. You know? And um, and I think we all, at one point or another, especially if you're involved in ministry, we tend to feel like we can't be the one that needs to be served because mm-hmm. it's our role to serve. Yes. But we all, we all need that serving sometimes. We just have to sit and let God, we have to be the Mary. Yes. And we're so busy being the Martha. Martha. Yeah. So I'm really thankful that God gave us that opportunity to serve one another. Because you've done that for me as well. And it's a beautiful gift that God gives us to Mm -hmm. put people in our lives. Yes. um, Who are intuitive enough to know Mm -hmm. that, that there's a need. And we just need to stop and ask God to heal us. And what I feel like you're saying is that we want to be 
healed instantly and move on to the next thing. But it's a process. And we can't bypass that process for progress. Mm -hmm. You just can't. Grief is, I don't know how else to say it, but grief is like the whole summation of love put on somewhere. Mm. That is no longer that no longer can be put. Yeah, you. I, I feel like that's what it is. I feel like grief is all this love and nowhere to put mm-hmm. it. You know. Yeah. And I feel like that's the hardest part of it. Like, what do you do with it? Or for the mamas and the papas out there, I walked five years through this. So you talk about trauma every time the phone rang. Like, what do you do with peace now? Mm-hmm. You, you lived in a war zone. You know, waiting for the call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was really different because the calls didn't come. Mm-hmm. There was no more calls. Mm-hmm. So how do you settle from being amped and walking with this? You know, yeah. for so long, what do you do now? And I felt like the last three years was the fight of my life. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Because you have to overcome a lot of different things. I feel like it's the only way I could put it is, where do I put this love at now? Mm-hmm. You know? And Timmy's life speaks a much greater word because I allowed, let me say this. I think for the longest time, the father showed me that I was <laughs> so busy trying to prove that my son's life mattered. And that God was still a good God, regardless. Instead of celebrating and understanding and resting in the fact that his life always mattered. Mm -hmm. And God is good regardless. Mm -hmm. I think in that proving, I'm going to prove that no matter what I walk through, that what I believed in is still greater than any disappointment. And in saying that, I never rested. So, Mama and Papa, once again, put your hands up and rest. Mm-hmm. Part of the end of Psalm 116 talks about that, rest. Yes. Can you read that verse again? Yes. I'm just going to go ahead and read from, my eyes keep falling on this 10, even when it seems that I'm surrounded by many liars and even my own fears, and though I'm hurting and suffering and trauma, I still stay faithful to God, and I speak the words of faith. So now, what can I ever give back to God to repay Him for His blessings that He has poured out on me? I will lift up this cup of salvation, and I will praise Him extravagantly for all that He has done for me. I will fulfill the promise I made to God in the presence of His gathered people. When one of God's holy lovers dies, it's costly to the Lord, Mm -hmm. touching even his heart. Lord, because I am your loving servant, you have broken open my life, and you have freed me from my chains. Mm -hmm. Now I will worship you passionately, and I'll bring to you the sacrifices of praise, drenched in thanksgiving, and I will keep my promise to you, God, in the presence of your gathered people, just like I said I would. Amen. It's so beautiful. Now, so just since you read that at the beginning, mm-hmm. then you share your testimony. Yes. And to me, I feel even more connected to Psalm 116, mm-hmm. hearing it again. 
because God has ministered some real life, some hard places that we can, on one level or another, connect with. We find that, and it draws us into His Word, Yes, and it becomes like salve. Yes. To our wounds and to yes. our heart, to our broken heart. Thank you, Jesus. So, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome, my friend. Well, I wondered if you would say a prayer over us as we're listening. Whatever God lays on your heart, we know that it will be exactly what's needed here. So, Heavenly Father, we just come before you and we just thank you. Father, we thank you that you are the orchestrator of life that you were the giver of life, that you were the sustainer of life. And Father, life doesn't end here. It's on forever. And Father, no matter where we're at, no matter what we're walking through, I pray right now a holy hedge of protection around our minds and around our hearts. And Father, I ask that you would anoint our eyes with eye salve, that we may be able to see even in a greater dimension. Mm -hmm. Father, that we would have ears to be inclined to what the Holy Spirit is saying. And Father, I pray right now for peace. I pray for peace. Peace, your shalom, nothing missing and nothing broken. Father, to every area of somebody's life, whoever is listening, whether it is to the mama, the papa, or maybe the sister or the auntie, whatever it is, Father God, or maybe even to the one that's in the midst of the struggle right now. Father, I pray your peace. And Father, you said whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever we loosen upon earth is loosened in heaven. So, Father, right now, I bind the spirit of fear. Mm-hmm. And we loosen your your spirit of peace. Yes. Father, I bind up anything that has got nothing to do with you. And Father God, I pray right now that your children would be ministered to one by one. Father, any what, but, if, how, come, and why that tries to exalt itself over your word, Father God, may it be known as a liar. You are the Father that instrumentally has placed love and peace and joy and mercy, Mm -hmm. forgiveness, all within our midst. Father, I thank you that you are the author and the finisher of our faith. It's not even about us, Mm. but God, that you would rule and that you would reign. Father, I pray right now that you would reign, that you would reign in the lives of your children. Father God, I thank you that you've made the way when there seems to be no way, because you are the way, the truth, and the life. And Lord, right now I pray for my brother, my sister, and I thank you that you are going to fill them (laughs) in the fullness of who you are. Amen. Every part of them be saturated with your presence and your being. Father God, that they don't go around uh, wondering. They don't have to go around wandering, but they can walk upright in you right now, Father, knowing that you have infused them with wholeness and healing and health. God, I thank you that you are the author of their destination, Mm -hmm. that when they come to that crossroad, that they would look to you, that they would open their heart and that they would open their minds and that they would open their eyes to see you and only you, I pray Mm -hmm. in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you for sharing your story. Oh, it was my pleasure, honor. And I feel like uh, as a takeaway, two things. One, that God uses our story to proclaim His glory. Yes. And to draw people in. Yes. And I just love when you shared, when God answered you, just love me. 
just love me. And let me love you. Mm. And so that's my prayer today as well. Amen. We were never meant to journey alone. Whether you're having a great day or a hard one, we need each other to celebrate and to stand in the gap. Sharing our stories helps remind us that we are not alone. And when we sit with women who sit at the feet of Jesus, the conversations are different. We walk away feeling inspired, not inferior, because we know this Christian walk is a race, but not a competition. I'm your host, Denise Harper, encouraging you to catch up with a friend or make a new one and enjoy some good conversation over the rims of mugs. 